I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're kidding. right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. One of the most frequent questions I'm asked about the predators I've caught is, are there some predators who never made it onto the show? Was there anything that happened that was so vile or violent that you guys cut? Did anybody try to attack you and you didn't want to show it on TV? And my standard answer is that, no, everything has made the final cut. We edit, obviously, depending on where the final piece airs. Obviously, on Dateline for To Catch a Predator, we had a different set of standards on regular broadcast TV than we have now on True Blue, my streaming crime network for Takedown, the latest version of the Predator series. But then I started to remember back and was reminded by Joy Teacap that there are some predators I've caught that for other reasons didn't make a big presence on television. And most of these predators I've caught came from the Riverside County, California investigation. And remember, that was the third investigation we did. The first one where we collaborated with law enforcement, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. And we had a record number of men show up 51 in three days. It was overwhelming. It made me anxious that there were so many people coming in that maybe something would happen or we'd lose track of these guys. Now, the law enforcement people were very professional. Chad Bianca, who was then a sergeant, now the sheriff, and his team, they managed very well. It was the first time they had done something like that. We had perverted justice, obviously, working as the online decoys and coordinating being the liaison between us and law enforcement, in a way. And we had security inside the house, Ron Knight, as always. But it was a lot happening at the same time. And there were so many men who showed up. We had a teacher. We had a guy who'd seen a previous show. We had a 
convicted sex offender or two, actually. All kinds of characters that there were some predators I caught who did not make the final cut on To Catch a Predator for Dateline. But it doesn't make them any less dangerous, any less offensive in their actions, or any less interesting to examine on this podcast. And so I think it's worthy to take a look at one of those predators I've caught. Corey Ahia. Now, if you follow all the predator investigations on social media platforms, you may know who Corey Ahia is. He wanted to meet a 12-year-old girl. And he knew she was 12. Now, obviously, there wasn't a real little girl that was a perverted justice decoy. But he was graphic. He said that he was 21 when he first came into the house, when I confronted him, but he was actually 25. And he said 25 in the chat. And so what made Corey dangerous is that at the time, there is little doubt, no doubt in my mind, that in January of 2006, had he arrived at that house in Riverside County, California, to find a 12-year-old girl who was willing to have sex with him, he would have done it. The chat indicates that. His actions indicated. He talks about a cock sandwich for her, a pussy sandwich for him. He is anxious about her mother being around. He acknowledges her young age and that it could land him in big trouble, which it ultimately did, of course. He did jail time on this. But let's take a look at the chat because it is particularly illuminating when it comes to the grooming tactics that we have seen consistently throughout these predator investigations. And they're the same today in the more recent takedown investigations as they were back in January of 2006. Corey, who online goes by the screen name MX Racer 126, is chatting with Chrissy in Norco. And right off the bat, she makes it very clear she's a child. Hey, what's up? Says Corey. You live in Norco? Kinda. Not really close by, though, she says. Oh, really? That's cool. I live out in Rancho Cucamonga. How old are you? He asks. Twelve. Are you serious? Yeah, lol, she says. How old are you? Twenty-five. Ooh, I see, she says. Are you in elementary school? That's creepy. I'm in seventh, she says. Oh. Now, at this point, you would think that if this was an honest mistake, if Corey... MX Racer 126 was looking to beat somebody his age, he would say, no, not interested. 
I'm out of here. But that's not what Corey does. He wants to know specifically where she lives. Mira Loma, she says. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yes, LOL, she says. Oh, you don't like it over there? I want to live by the ocean again. We lived in San Diego when I was little. Yeah, I like San Diego, he says. Me too, says Chrissy in Norco. It doesn't get so damn hot like it does out here. So he knows she's 12. And he's going to chat it up a little bit here without getting overtly sexual. Again, the grooming patterns we see and have seen for 19 years. So what are you up to today, he asks. Nothing, no school till Tuesday, she says. Yeah, I'm off work until then, too. Remember, this is early January, so some people are still on Christmas vacation. What's your job, she asks. I work for a phone company down in Riverside. Is it fun? Sometimes, most of the time, it's stressful. So we know that Corey works for a company installing phone systems at businesses. He wants to know if she's got any brothers or sisters. I have a little bro, but he lives with my dad and his girlfriend. This is a common decoy scenario. The family is split. The dad lives elsewhere. The predator sees a vulnerable opportunity to move in and be that male figure. He asks about the mom. Does she have a boyfriend? She has a BF, yeah. Does he live with you guys? Again, what male presence is there that may hinder the predator's advances? Yeah, but he's not here a lot because he works. Yeah, what does your mom do for work? She's a secretary. Oh, really? Is she working this week? Yeah. That sucks, so you have to stay at home by yourself? Well, he may say that sucks, but he... He's setting her up to have a visit. Yeah, it's boring, she says. That sucks. What time does your mom get home? Six or seven, I guess. Damn, sounds like a long day, he says. So do you have a pick? Again, he knows she's 12. And it gets even creepier a little further into the conversation because the girl lets on to Corey. 25-year-old Corey, that she has had a sexual experience with the mother's boyfriend, which would be rape, which is what Corey will ultimately attempt to do to this girl. But to take advantage of that is particularly disturbing, I think. What race are you, he asks. White. Then she wants to know what he looks like. I'm about 5'8", short, brown, spiky hair, blue eyes. Yeah, it's true. We'll come face to face in just a little bit here. Then he wants to know, how much do you weigh? OMG, I don't want to tell you that, LOL. I'm not fat. Why not, he asks. Like maybe 100 or 120. Hmm. Then she says, I weigh like 110. Are you happy now? I was just wondering, he asks. So you have a boyfriend? No. Have you ever? Kind of. And this is the part I was talking about just a moment ago. What does that mean? I don't know. Do you have a girlfriend? No. 
You ever kissed a guy he wants to know? Yeah. Is that the furthest you've gone? Um, have you gone down on a guy or something? LOL, yeah. Have you had sex? Um, kinda. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, he says. What's wrong? Now he's so concerned that maybe she had an inappropriate sexual encounter. I'm sad, she says. Why? Be right back. So what did you get all upset about? Did some guy rape you or something? Wow. I mean, on top of everything else. Insensitive. OMG, no. Okay, well, that's good at least. I'm not supposed to tell anyone, she says. Why? So you don't get in trouble. Who told you that? The guy? Yeah. How old was he? I think he's like 33. Really, he says. Are you going to tell? No, I don't even know who you are. Hello, LK, she says. How many times did you get with him? He wants to know, like six. When was the last time? Last month. So what did you stop seeing him? Um, no, LOL. Why are you asking so many questions? I was just wondering. Yeah, just wondering how quickly he could get over there and rape a 12-year-old girl. So did you meet him out here? No. Where do you know him from? Um, if I tell, you'll think I'm really bad. No, I won't. It's my mom's boyfriend. Hmm. That was going to be my guess, he says. Really? Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble, she says. Yeah, it's not your fault. So how did it happen? Did he come on to you, or did you come on to him? She's 12. This would be rape if it had really happened. But it certainly opens the door to Corey Ahia. I didn't do anything, she says. So the first time, how did it happen? He wants to know all the details. Clearly, it's turning him on. I don't want to talk about it, she says. Well, do you like having sex with him? Kinda. Do you get off? I don't know. LOL. So what does he do for work? She leaves the conversation. So this continues over the course of a few days. He says he was traveling for work. He was down around her home. The MX racer refers to his motorcycle. Apparently he was driving it that day. And then there's talk of a meetup. He's going to come over to the house, which ends up being our sting house. You remember the kitchen. The guys came from the front around the side of the house into the patio door, the red curtain, all of that. You know, that's where he's going to be headed shortly. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Mom's doing some stuff, but she's going to leave. And that's going to open the door for MX racer Corey Ahia to come over. So do you want me to bring over any alcohol? He wants to know. Oh, LOL, yeah. He asks again, do you want me to bring any alcohol? I said, yeah. Oh, okay. You want me to bring any DVDs? Yeah. I have a lot of new ones, like Wedding Crashers and 40-Year-Old Virgin. Cool, she says. So are you going to get dressed all sexy for me? Like what? Hello, I don't know. What kind of underwear do you wear? Regular kind? What cut? Bikini? Nice. LOL. What color are you wearing? Stripes. 
LOL. Oh yeah, you feeling kind of wild or something? I don't know. I was just joking, he says. Well, he's not going to be joking a little bit here. Let's talk about food. You want me to bring you something? If you want to, what are you going to make? How about a cock sandwich? Jesus. Then she asks if he wants her to make him something to eat. I'll take a pussy sandwich. Oh, what a clever guy. Talk about a hamburger. Bringing beer. She doesn't like beer. He says, how about chit beer? Meaning like a wine cooler type of drink. Which is what he ultimately brings, but not before a few more very personal questions. So do you shave? My legs? Anything else? Armpits? LOL. He says he's going to drive his Toyota Tacoma truck. Two more questions about mom. And here he is. Corey Ahia. Coming to meet 12-year-old Chrissy. Hey, what's going on? I thought you were doing it. Mommy, I just got finished brushing my teeth, okay? What? I just got finished brushing my teeth. All right. If you want some of the who obviously was not 12. We didn't have specific on-site decoys in this investigation. From the next room says, I just got to brush my teeth, come on in. Which he does, carrying his bag of quote-unquote chick beer and regular beer for himself. Or he starts looking around the house. He disappears from my view on my remote screen. So I walk out to get him into position. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Why don't you have a seat right on the stool for me? Uh, keep your hands out of your pockets, please. All right, we're Wait, have a seat right there. All right. What's going on? Not too much. What's your name? I'm Corey. Corey? Yeah. And your last name? It's... Uh, you got it? Yeah. What's going on? Corey wants to know what's going on. He's got the spiky brown hair he talked about during the chat wearing a dark t-shirt that says go ride apparently having to do with his motocross racing and how old are you i'm 21 21 yeah that's right he says he's 21 now i know he's 25 because we have the background on it and he said online that he was 25 and who are you here to see well chrissy she told me that she's that she's 18 that she's 18 yeah so he's going to try to paint this picture that Chrissy told him that she was 18, that he's only 21. Nothing to look at here, suggests Corey. Now, what were you going to do with Chrissy? Uh, just hang out and watch some DVDs. I, I, I brought beer for myself, but... Beer for yourself? Yeah. And what DVDs did you bring? I, I brought over 40-year-old version and... Uh, um, Now, he's going to try to talk about the innocent aspects of all this for as long as possible. He's happy to talk about the DVDs he brought, beer for himself, conveniently leaving out the wine coolers for his young date-to-be. Now, 
Worry kind of surprised us. I didn't have a good grasp of the transcripts when he walked in. So at this point, Dell actually walks out and hands them to me. Remember, we saw 51 guys in three days. So there were periods during this investigation that just overwhelmingly hectic, fast and furious. So I'm getting these transcripts for the first time to go over the specifics with Corey. And you said Chrissy was how old? 18. 18. You want to change that story? Now, the problem for you, Corey, is that I have the transcript. Okay. So if you want to go ahead and tell me what really happened, now is probably a good time to do it. All right. Um, who, who are you? I'll get to that in a minute. I okay. need to know some information from you first. Okay. Corey's trying to assess his risk here, how much trouble he's in. And, of course, now I have the transcripts. So why don't you tell me exactly what happened? Um, we we started talking, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and um, just wanted to meet up. I, I, I don't know. Or he's acting like that underage kid of yours who got caught with beer in the basement. But this crime is much more severe. You don't know. Well, we we talked, and uh, I mean, there was no specifics. No specifics? What about the cock sandwich? If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Go ahead. No specifics about what? I, I don't know. I mean... She did not tell you she was 18, did she? In in her profile, it said that she was 18. Yeah, but... No, no, no. I tried again? No, that, that's what I remembered seeing. That's what you remember, but she told you something different later, didn't she? And I don't remember. You don't remember? No. Can we just get, get to what... What's your, what was your plan here tonight? I was just going to drink and hang out and watch some DVDs, and that was it. Just drink, hang out, and watch some DVDs. Good old-fashioned fun with a 12-year-old girl. Corey's starting to sweat a little bit here. He doesn't know who I am just yet. She says, I tasted beer. You don't like it, do you? Not really, yeah. I have to get you some chick beer. It's that, smearing off ice. Kind of flavor beer. What kind of beer did you bring here? I I brought, yeah, I brought myself a a couple of of, uh, of uh, Bud Selects. So I brought Smirnoff. Uh, Smirnoff Ice. Twi- oh no, it's Twisted Green Apple. All right, so that's kind of what this girl wanted. I I don't know. Well, it says right here. Uh, okay, so but why are you fitting? Just tell me the truth, all right? Okay, so what's what what all is going on here? What all is going on here? I mean, you knew she was underage, right? Uh, I didn't know how underage, but how old are you? Chrissy says twelve. Are you serious? Yeah, laugh out loud. How old are you? Twenty-five. Are you in elementary school? I'm in seventh grade. Oh, 
Okay, so, that's cool, I guess. So, what... What exactly is going on? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. Well, you you should have you had sex. Well, well okay. kind I don't want to talk about it. Okay, what's wrong? I'm sad. Why? Be right back. Okay. Okay, well... Well, do you like having sex with him? Well, well... Do you get off? I don't know. Okay, well, let's... Let's just cut to it, okay? Let's just cut to it, okay? This is my first time ever. I, I talked to her a couple of times, and and this is my, my first time ever ever meeting someone like, like this. And Your first time? Yes. I, I've, no, I've, 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 that a lot. I've, I've, met, I've met people that are over 18. I've never met anyone underage before. So what made you decide, Carly, I, tonight I, in I, California I, to... Oh, I'm going to go over to this town and meet a 12-year-old girl and bring her alcoholic beverage. Be that as it may, here is 25-year-old Corey to meet 12-year-old Chrissy. And I get back to my point. If we weren't there and a 12-year-old girl was, what do you think would happen? Well, Corey, what would have happened had I not been? I would have... I would have... Drinking my beer, watched a DVD, and I, I don't know. I, I've never, I've never done this before. I'm not. I, you sound pretty practiced here. So are you going to get dressed all sexy for me? Yeah. Really? Like what? I don't know. What kind of underwear do you wear? I, I, I this is a twelve-year-old girl. I, I know, I know. And here it comes, the grand excuse, the grand reason for wanting me to let Corey go. Now, he has no idea whether I'm law enforcement, whether I'm the dad. I don't think he senses that this is to catch a predator just yet, but we'll get to that in a moment. He wants to make a deal, and he's going to promise that he'll never, ever go on Yahoo Chat again. I mean, if... I'll never go on Yahoo again. I I don't I don't I don't need this. This this was a mistake, and I'm um, I'm sorry. So you just decided today for the first time in your life that you were going to go visit a twelve. I, I have never done it before. I swear to you. But there is a lot of sexually charged. I I, I understand what you're saying, and it it was it was a mistake, and it's never going to happen again. What do you do for a living? I uh, install phone systems. So you go in people's homes? No, I don't. It's all business. All business? Yeah. And what do you suppose your bosses are going to think? <laughs> They're not going to like it. That's the truest thing he said during our conversation. And now it's time for me to tell Corey exactly who I am and what we are doing. Corey, do you watch TV? Um... Yeah. Do you ever watch Dateline, NBC? Yeah. Well, I need to oh. tell you something, because I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Oh, my gosh. And we're doing a story on computer prep. I've, I've never done this before. Oh, my gosh. Now, if there's anything you want to tell us, no, to shed light on this situation, we'd like to hear it. If not, obviously, we can't keep it here. You're free to go. I've, I've, I've never done this before, and I don't have a problem telling you that. And why should we believe? You don't have to if you don't like, if you wouldn't like to, but it's the truth. But virtually every human being who has walked into this house 
has said the same thing. Well, well you know, could it be possible that everyone just decided tonight for the first time to walk in? No, I, I understand what you're saying, and it, it, it very well could be that, um, you know, I could be lying to you. That's right. It very well could be that Corey is lying to me. Because, as I said to Corey, virtually every man, all 51 of them in that investigation, said they had never done this before, or at least never hooked up with somebody they met online who was underaged. What should happen to you? Oh, hopefully I learned my lesson and that's the end of it. More of our story in a moment. Corey indicates to me that he's learned his lesson. This will never happen again. But then suddenly, after seeing the television cameras, he wants to know what his exposure is going to be. All right, can you turn the cameras off now? I need to ask you a couple questions. Cameras have to stay but you're welcome to ask me. The cameras never get turned off. Never has anybody asked me to turn off the cameras. They want to talk or provide an additional explanation. Have I ever turned off the cameras? I don't do it. I don't do it whether it's a predator investigation or any other sort of enterprise television reporting that I'm doing. It's been a rule of mine for 40 years. And I came up with the line that I always use when somebody says, turn those cameras off. I say, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And when we get into these situations, I tell the, the crew the same thing. Under no circumstances do you turn the camera off, no matter what happens. It's for our protection. It's for our storytelling. And we're here to capture this. So, no, we're not turning the camera off. Okay. Um, how, how does this work as far as your uh, taping rights? I mean, do I have to sign a waiver for yeah. it? Because I, I never agreed to be on camera. I, I don't understand how that works. You, you don't have to. Why is that? Because it's a huge problem. That's right, Corey. When you get caught in the commission of a felony by a news gathering organization, we don't have to get your approval. There's this belief that you can't put somebody on camera unless they give you their consent. And in many cases, television production companies will get a release signed, saying that we can use this any way we want. It really doesn't mean that much. People do it in the regular course of getting an interview. But we don't have to do it. The easiest way to not turn up on camera in a case like this is to not talk to children online about sex in the first place. Pretty simple. Uh, okay. Um, you made the choice. Oh, I, I, I understand that. But I just wanted to know how, how that worked. So it works as we're doing a story. We've made no final decision as to who is going to be in the story when it finally goes on television. Yeah. And so those are decisions we'll make down the road. If you care to contact us, I'll give you a card. And just hang on right there. Okay. Right there. Okay. Keep your hands out your pocket. Okay, no problem. Right. Okay. And I'm going to get your card. Just stay right. right there. I get Corey a business card. 
I don't think he ever reached out to me. At least I don't remember him reaching out to me. But I do know what Corey did after that. He left. He was arrested by the Riverside County Sheriff's deputies and detectives. And he was charged with a felony. Attempted lewd and lascivious behavior with an underaged child. And ultimately, about a year later, he was found guilty. Interestingly, Corey was so embarrassed that he sat in jail for about two weeks after his arrest because he was too embarrassed to tell anyone he had got caught doing this. Finally, his family found out and they bailed him out. He ended up serving six months in jail after his conviction. There was a laundry list of conditions he had to meet. Probation. And he had to register as a sex offender. Couldn't be around anybody under the age of 18. Couldn't get a job where he was around children. Now, that was a while ago. We've checked several databases. And it appears Corey has never offended again. In fact, according to social media, he has stayed out of trouble, gotten married, and has a family of his own, which is all good news. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the reason that we're here. It's my pleasure to introduce you for the second time. The brand new Mr. So the question I think some people will ask is, well, did Corey have to go through all this just because you were doing a sting operation? No, Corey was headed down this trail, and I would argue the sting operation prevented him from actually hooking up with somebody who was underage and committing a crime where there was a, a victim who would suffer for life. I hope I'm right. I hope that Corey has, in fact, never offended again. We tried to find Corey, and we were unable to reach him. As always, Corey, if you hear this, please reach out to me. I'd like to talk to you. And as always, I encourage all of you to reach out to me as well. This week's question comes from Joey in Philadelphia. Hello, Chris Hansen. My name is Joey. I'm from Philadelphia. No, this is not Joey Teacap. I've been a big fan of your work, and I look forward to seeing more of your content. My question is in regard to the decoy conversations. Have there been times where the person chatting with the decoy either claimed to be underage as well, whether or not that was true, Or did they identify themselves as an adult, but did not engage in any sexual or explicit conversation? If that happened, what did the decoys do at that point? Did they ignore the conversation? Did they try to coax the sexual language out of them? I'm just curious if there's ever been a predator who perhaps knew about the sting operations and did everything in their power to tiptoe 
around it being in black and white. Anyway, thank you for answering the question for the podcast. If you're ever in Philly, we can grab a cheesesteak. Or if you want to go to Atlantic City, you know, you can stop by. It's about a 90-minute drive away. So thank you. Excellent question, Joey. And thank you for the invite. I always love a good Philly cheesesteak. We have, on a number of occasions, had alleged predators, would-be predators, say that they are younger than they actually are. Glory Hole Jerry, for instance, who surfaced in Monroe County, Michigan, a couple months ago, claimed that he was 19 and he had a picture, fake picture that he had found on the internet of a 19-year-old as he was chatting with a boy he thought was 14 or 15 years old. But as far as I can remember, we've never had anyone say they were 12 or 13 or 14 or 15. These guys routinely lie about their age to make themselves seem younger. They pretend to have shared experiences or remember things that happened when they were younger in the grooming process of attempting to get a child to invite them over. We also have people who chat with someone, a decoy who identifies as a teenager, who then say, oh my God, this would be inappropriate. I can't talk to you anymore. Have a good day. And they go away. And that's the end of the conversation. They do the right thing. And we've had potential predators say, is this a Chris Hansen deal or a Chris Swanson deal, the sheriff of Genesee County, or a Grady Judd deal, the sheriff of Polk County, where they do a lot of predator stings. And sometimes those people say, I'm not getting involved. And they go away. Now, once they leave, it would be inappropriate for the decoy to go back at them and try to lure them in with promises of sex. The rules of engagement are very clear here. The potential predator has to raise the specter of sex first. The potential predator has to know, or it has to be made very clear to the potential predator, that the decoy posing as a child is in fact posing as someone who is underage got to be very clear that this act would be illegal and constitute a crime. So it's not like these decoys go out and lure these people or entrap them. It doesn't happen that way. And the reason why the vast majority of these guys are actually convicted, as Corey was, is because there are safeguards involved here. Joey, thank you. I appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me all over social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen on Twitter, on Facebook. TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen, where we have clips of some of the recent investigations and some other clever compilations of material we come across. And always on my streaming crime network, True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. We have quite the collection now of new predator investigations, new takedown investigations. And people often ask, as they do here in this podcast, if we ever find female predators. 
Well, we just posted a new show, a new story about one such case. And it's on True Blue right now. It involves a 13-year-old boy who was taken by a 24-year-old woman. Very interesting. It's part of our True Crime Nation franchise on True Blue. And when you hear this, we'll have just released a new takedown predator investigation involving a man who shows up at the Sting House thinking he's going to meet a 13-year-old girl and her father. And what you will see play out in real time is one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in a Predator investigation. I encourage you to check it out. True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U. Watch TrueBlue.com for details. As always, you can reach me here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. 